0: are (laughs) for another well this is I can now say officially this is a Ben does what he wants podcast late to the party edition Uh, so welcome all to another episode of the show late to the party of course if you are new is a concept which is probably familiar to some uh, where let's say let's say maybe you missed out on a big cultural event Perhaps you did not read Harry Potter or uh, practice yoga, and now you are doing that, and you want to talk about it. You're late to the party, and I want to know why. So, we're doing something different today, tonight. However, I guess it depends on when you're listening to this. Um, It's going to be a reverse late to the party, where my girlfriend, Brooklyn Colbert, is going to interview me about something that I was late to the party on, and I imagine this won't be the last time that this happens, uh, because I got a lot of stuff that I missed out on, and I also like to talk about shit, so um, we can just hop right into it, because there's, you know, I need to do, do you have, any, you have any plugs, Brooklyn? Oh, introduce yourself, in case people are listening to this one before they've heard you in other ones.
1: Hello, I am Brooklyn Colbert, and... in that voice sexy? <laughs> so sexy. I am sexy. dating... Uh, Ben Does What He Wants. Ben of Ben Does What He Wants.
0: Of famed Ben Does What He Wants.
1: And it's pretty funny being here right now because we're in our studio, which Mm -hmm. doubles as a bedroom. Mm. (laughs) I'm shaking my head. And...
0: Oh, Audrey wants to come back in.
1: Our cat wants to join... This party, she does not want to be late to, to the, the party. party. Oh, it's cute. So on this <laughs> remix, wicker,
0: wicker, 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 wicker.
1: <coughs> how does Shut. it work? Do you introduce the topic, or I think, do I introduce? Do you, have you,
0: do you have a write-up for the for the history of the topic? I do. Then just go right into it. You you do what I do and read read tell the audience all eleven people. <laughs> Uh what what we're talking about here this evening.
1: Ben is late to the party for the 40-hour work week. Buh, 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 bum. How did we get here? <laughs> A little timeline for y'all. 80 years ago. 80 years ago. The 8-hour day and 40 hour work week became the standard practice in a range of industries. It was a long, drawn out, bloody negotiation to get to the 40 hour work week. People was it died. People died. People died over this. Yeah. No. 1866. Probably trying to
0: get out of work.
1: Oof. I don't know, I don't know if I'd <laughs> make them <that>. <laughs> too soon. 1866. <laughs> Uh, the National Labor Union asks Congress to pass a law mandating the eight hour workday. Their efforts failed.
0: Would that be when Grant was? Wait, no. 1886? 1866.
1: 66. Was the Civil War was over.
0: Was, he was probably dead, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was dead. That's sad. 1867. Also known as May Day. She is so loud. A massive strike erupts in Chicago, Ooh. where we're living.
0: Don't tell people where we're at. They'll, they'll stalk right, us. Right, we're
1: global. <laughs> <Perfectly>. After employers <laughs> refuse to cooperate with a newly passed law in Illinois mandating an eight-hour workday. Between the 1870s and 1880s, New labor organizations form, um, like the Knights of Labor, <laughs> and continued to demand an eight hour workday. Good for them. And then every year on May Day, mm. strikes were organized to bring awareness mm. to the eight hour workday issue.
0: Mm. So at that point, were they probably working like 12, 10 to 12 hours or something like that?
1: Oh, yeah. Six like, days a week? Six days a week, 10 to 16 hours. Um, there was no protections for workers, Man. and
0: employers could. Wouldn't it be great if there were unions?
1: That's why unions are great. <laughs> 1886 May Day again in Chicago, also known as the Haymarket Affair. Yeah,
0: I've, I've heard of this.
1: Yes, history class.
0: History, <laughs>
1: Demonstrators fight with police in Chicago. <laughs> Many were killed and wounded. On both sides. Mm. A bomb was thrown at the police.
0: Obama was thrown at the po- Obama was thrown at the police.
1: A bomb <laughs> was thrown at the police. Um, the police shot at the demonstrators. Oof. The demonstrators shot back.
0: Ooh. Brought down to a gunfight. Fast forward
1: 1938. Finally, 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 Congress passes the Fair Labor Standards wow, Act. Wow, that took a while. Limiting that, limiting the work week to forty-four hours. The act was later amended in 1940 to a forty-hour work week because forty is divisible by five, and it's easy to do time hey, cards. Yep. <laughs> so basically, working during the Industrial Revolution was a nightmare. Um, without anybody calling out employers, they could demand as much work as they wanted from their employees. <coughs>
0: And we all need money, right? Or else we die.
1: Exactly. And you could get fired like, oh, you don't want to work 14 hours? Well, get out of here. No Mm -hmm. job for you. Um, There are people working in manufacturing, clocking in 16-hour shifts over a six-day work week. And now we have this law, the Fair Labor Standards Act, to protect workers from exploitation from employers. So thank you, unions.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you, unions.
1: The 40-hour work week is rooted in industrialism, the industrial revolution. Um, People were working in factories and manufacturing. They started work when they got to work and quit working when they left.
0: Okay, hold on. Sorry. Audrey, you can't be on the desk.
1: We've got a precarious cat situation.
0: I love her, but um, if she hits a key, this whole thing could blow up. The large red button on my keyboard. Go on.
1: So, goodbye, Kat. For now. Um, Yeah, so when you get to work, you start working, and when you quit working, when you left work, you know? (laughs) There wasn't really, like, a work-from-home option. Um, so, thanks to technology that we have today, mm-hmm. and depending on what kind of work duties you have, mm-hmm. um, we do have the ability to work remotely from anywhere at any hour. We're no longer limited by whatever we produce only happens at the workspace. Yeah, Location
0: is not a, a an obstacle.
1: Exactly. So, when the forty hour work week was established uh, back in nineteen forty. Two-income households were pretty rare. Yes. 15% of married women had jobs. That's low. Yes. Um, I, bet compa- like,
0: I bet it's up to like 60% now.
1: And actually, in 2012, uh, 60% of households <laughs> have dual incomes. That's weird. Um, when both members of a couple has to work... It leaves less time for children, chores, errands, food prep, grocery shopping, laundry, keeping in touch with loved ones, working out, staying fit, and God forbid you have any hobbies. Yep. Or friends. I <coughs> Like podcasting. Um, nine to five. You know the song?
0: Uh, nine to five, chilling out, Hewlett Packard, what?
1: No, Dolly Parton.
0: I know. Working to, it's what a way to make a living. What a way to make a living.
1: So it's within our culture today to hate the 9 to 5 workday slash 40 hour work week. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll say things like, everybody hates Mondays.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank God it's Friday.
1: Hump day. Hump
0: day. Thirsty Thursdays. Whiskey Wednesdays. Happy hours after every shift.
1: Exactly. We drink too much. We do, especially in Chicago. <laughs> Don't tell them where we're at. May or may not be located. So that is a little history. A lot of people died to give us this right. And people still aren't happy. Now we make bad jokes in Geico commercials we about do. the life, the work life that we lead now.
0: Wait, what's the bad Geico? Do you have a specific Geico ad in mind or is this just like... Geico makes bad ads about how, like, cubicle life. Dilbert.
1: No, no, Dil, no Dilbert Geico commercials. No, there's one pretty famous one among the Office going set. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Featuring a camel. Uh huh. And oh,
0: and a, is it a hump day joke? Yes. So it's a, it's a dromedary sort of thing. Wait, does a dromedary only have one or two humps? Or are all camels dromedaries?
1: I did not come prepared with <laughs> this camel, research. Camel,
0: what word, uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, there's a difference between a two-humped camel and a one-humped camel, aside from the obvious fact that one camel has one hump and the other camel has two humps.
1: Hump day! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho. So that's a little bit of a history lesson, at least in America, about an anthropologist the forty-hour work week. So you, Ben, me? you are late to the party on the forty-hour work week. I suppose. Why did you choose this topic?
0: <laughs> well, I uh, well I chose this topic because it does it does interest me. <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna give my <coughs> sorry I'm dealing with a. Throat thing. Um, I'm going to give my little background. Uh, I was I'm an actor and a, was a cook for a lot of years. Um, and the life of a cook uh, is varying. You work shifts like you know, anybody who's worked service industry jobs knows. Like you may work a brunch shift, you may work a dinner shift, or, or you know lunch shift. Whatever, whatever. It's all done. But they're not uh, standard nine to five um, shifts because you're usually cooking for the people. Who work the nine to fives. You are in the service industry and people serve those who the masses and the masses work nine to five or at least the masses who make the most money.
1: I call them normies.
0: Normies. Bloomies. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So I was living that life, you know, cooking during the day and doing shows at night. Um, But then I got uh, I quit that because I couldn't stand it. Uh, babysat for a while for my nephew. And then I got into the temp uh, service gig thing. And um, I got working at, at a, uh, a technology company in Chicago. And uh, that was my first real ever foray into the 9 to 5, even though I was working like 8.30 to 4.30. But the principle's the same. You're there for eight hours or so. In fact, I'm usually there for about eight and a half Um and I don't like it. <laughs> uh, I don't like the, 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 the thing about living, you know, major metropolitan areas have uh, public transit usually. And, and the, the part of it is also the commute, um, which for some people is great. Other people, not so much. Uh, mine is certainly not the worst, but it's not the best. Um,
1: How long know, does it take you? It
0: takes about 45 minutes to get to and from the apartment. That's uh, a
1: whole hour and a half. Yeah, every that day, day that
0: you lose sitting on, on a train. And that's yeah, you know, I I know people who take the Metro and they and they have like they have to wake up at five in the morning to get the, the seven to get to, to work by eight or whatever, you know. Um I don't know why they choose that life. You know, that sound that sounds rough to me, but then it's this is a I feel like for them it's a choice. Um, probably they wanted to raise a family so they live in the suburbs. Yada yada yada. Not gonna well, maybe we'll get into that later. Don't know. But um, so I was temping there for a whole year before I went full time. Uh,
1: but the hours were the same. Hours
0: are still the same. Except actually, I have to go in earlier. I'm there from eight to four thirty. I sh- they want me to till five, but I was when I arranged for my full time transition. I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna leave at four thirty. Just like I I like the people that I work directly below, but also I just can't care enough to stay there till five to deal with rush hour traffic. It's bad enough leaving at four 30 and get in the train. Um, Cause you don't get to the train until, you know, four 45, four And by that time you're that close to five o'clock. And that's when the shit hits the fan. Um, anybody that's, you know, we all know rush hour in any city, anywhere. If you're not living in, you know, a small town or wherever you deal with rush hour traffic to some, you know, some degree. And we all know it's something we don't like. It's a universal, no i don't think there anybody i know sits in their car during rush hour like man look at this this is this is great
1: this is where i want to be i
0: feel like i'm a part of something bigger than myself no mm. one says that and if they do god bless you for having the the most optimistic perspective point of view on this but um i don't um it has given me a lot of time to listen to podcasts which is cool but um i'd rather not, I mean, I would like listening to podcasts on my own time. Uh, the difference, the big difference was I was working at a restaurant that was a block away from my house.
1: So the commute time was?
0: About, f- about like two and a half minutes. Oh, wow. Which changed drastically for me, but also so did the money, which is a, why people are so attracted to most of the jobs that <clears throat> they work at a nine to five sort of establishment. You get more money. Um, these are usually for big companies that have all the money, have all the benefits. I have health insurance now. I was on Medicaid before. Yeah. Um, on food stamps. You know, I was below, technically below the poverty line. I probably still am. I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. Probably not. Either way, I'm making way more money than I used to, but I'm so much like the free time that I lost for that. It's, I don't want to call it a sacrifice. I made a choice. Um, has given me the opportunity to make more money, start... I mean, I'm almost, almost at my student loans paid off now. That's great. Which is cool. Um, which both my girlfriend and my mother were very happy about. Very insistent that, like, don't quit the job. You can pay off your loans. Follow mm-hmm. your dreams mm-hmm. later.
1: Smart ladies.
0: Which is, I understand, it doesn't make it easy all the time when you go into work and it's you get there at eight. and. Um, but I suppose I was interested in this subject because I... I didn't choose it. Um, it chose you. It chose me. Like where people that I see it. So I'm in, I'm in facilities, which is not a glamorous uh, department of any company. You know, I'm, we're the people that facilitate. You know, we ensure that the workplace is a safe and uh, uh, functional environment mm-hmm. for you, the employee, to do your work. So we move furniture, we make coffee, stock snacks, assuming those perks are available to those who are working there. Um, you know, order your uh, copy paper, that kind of stuff. All of the the nuts and bolts, the stuff that makes an office run, but not the stuff that people really care about. You know, and it's not one of those jobs. I'm like, oh yeah, I do this, and I'm really in love with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a means to an end. Uh, but but I was a te- I was temping there for so long, and I was just the temp, the the, the coffee guy. And it was really easy for me to to, to not – to kind of just shed that off and be like, yeah, this is a temporary thing. I'm making so much money doing this stupid job that I don't care about. And then all of a sudden I was working there full-time with all the benefits and then it then became a very real like, oh, my God.
1: You made it official. Yeah,
0: I'm a 9 to fiver.
1: You crossed um, over to Normie. Yeah,
0: and I don't – sure don't feel like one because I didn't seek it out. Like I was saying, the people that I work with – sought it out they wanted to work in this field in this they wanted this kind of lifestyle went to it, school for it yes, and... they, i work at a tech company so there's you know people that analyze data there's people that engineer software there are people in sales to sell the stuff that is engineered and analyzed um
1: and you think they enjoy the 40 hours or
0: i th- i don't think that so i think people uh love having uh, all agreeing to hate the 40 hours and having having something universal to complain about i don't know if they actually do hate it so some of the things that i notice I, yet yeah, as we were saying earlier like oh it's monday or oh, it's wednesday we're almost TGIS. done
1: and
0: and i how often i hear happy friday it drives me nuts my
1: uh, favorite is happy fried eggs
0: do people say that at, at your job
1: one person says that
0: oh I like that. Happy Friday eggs. I can get behind that because it's, it's making fun of it. Uh, and usually when someone says, happy Friday, i will like, what was wrong with Thursday? You know, why, why is Friday happy? And I, have to remind, like, I, I take the part of the pessimist who's like, why don't we analyze these things that we say, we just say to one another, the water cooler jargon. And maybe I'm an asshole for it. And I'm, I accept that about myself because I don't like myself when I'm at work. <laughs> Um, which is also another reason I don't like the, the, maybe it's just this job specifically. It's the only nine to five I've ever had. So I have no point of reference. Um, but like, they'll say happy Friday and I'll say, you know what, what Monday is a great day Tuesday They're all great days. They're all very happy. If you choose to make them happy, this is happy for you because you know that the weekend is coming and we all love the weekend because we don't like work. Is that what you're saying to me is that you hate work is, is why you love Fridays so much?
1: You get that forty eight hours of freedom,
0: and and if you love your job, it shouldn't be freedom. It should just be like, well, uh, I guess I'll just take a break from work. This job that I love so much. I mean, and I'll I'll see you back here on a happy Monday day. You know, people don't because because it's it's not cool to like work that much. It's right. cool to like the week, and it's cool to like our free time. Um,
1: it kind of makes me think because as school children, if you're going to public or private school. If you're not being homeschooled, we don't go around saying happy Friday Yeah. at school. <laughs> no. Even though we're in Excited the same the sort of seven hour mm-hmm. school days.
0: Ooh, what, like 8, eight to 3.30 or something like that, right? Right. Yeah. Um, we were all happy about it, but like, it, I don't remember it being a, a, a point of pride or, or not pride, but like something to, to an observation to make known to people a rallying. Yeah. Cry. Um, and, and the drinking culture that revolves around work, uh, the happy hours, the, the, the parties, all these things just feel like uh, lies. We tell ourselves like escapes that we build into the, to the work life. And I'm not saying that being a cook, they had the same kind of stuff. We don't like to work, you know, it's work. Yeah. Um, but I think there are certain jobs that uh, have more—I f- don't know—the monotony or the whatever mundane qualities seem less so. And of course, this this is all ba- you know—personal experiences, personal preferences. Some people, I'm sure, love the routine, the consistency, the knowing that this is where my money is coming from. That, like, I—I'm sure some people get off on that, and that's all power to them. Um, it just—I—I I, variety is nice, and I f- also feel sort of chained to this to the to the job because unlike other people that work there who have more flexibility with with the the tasks they do, because some of them can do their work from home,
1: which, working remotely,
0: which uh I can't do as a facilities associate. <laughs> I hate titles. Also, titles are stupid. Um, I can't make coffee from home and bring it to work. I mean, I could, but that'd be weird. Um, and I wouldn't <laughs> trust it. Um, and and so I, I guess I suppose, I suppose it's also an advantage for me. The, the worst things I get are stupid Slack messages from people who, who are dealing with, oh, an alarm's going off, or I spilled water on the floor, and they Slack facilities, and no one's there. None of the facilities. It's, it's like 6 o'clock, and I'm thinking, why are you still there? And no, no one from facilities six is there. 6 o'clock at night? Yeah. Like, yeah. Go home. Why are you there? Um, I'm sure they have a reason. They have. They work different, a different job than I do, but we work for the same company. Um,
1: Outside the nine to five, I see they
0: are. I mean, and and that's the issue with salaries that we were talking. People have obligate like deadlines for projects. I know my mother used to talk about these things all the time. Sometimes she'd work late because they had a big project due at some point in the in the near future, and they had to stay late. And yeah. I think this is a way. And but she didn't get overtime for that. Because she's salaried. And I think that's a weird way to squeeze not a weird way. It's a shitty way to squeeze work out of people who um, are are sort of I don't know, not it's I almost say prison, like you could leave, but you need this job. You need the right. you have three kids, you need your insurance, mm-hmm. so you can take these kids to the doctor, or you can, you know, get your medication, whatever the hell if you're going through something. Um
1: so you can pay rent, yeah, or your or, mortgage. or mortgage.
0: You need so you need like they they have you by the balls or whatever the boobs the boobs they have you right they get grabbed right um and you, and you, you don't have many options you stay late because the, you just oh, I'll get the work done it's easier to get to stay late tonight or the next eight nights or maybe over the course of a twenty five year career seven hundred nights than it is to find a new job. Mm-hmm. And it might be, it probably is. Or I mean, there's less stress involved with staying late a couple, you know, a couple hours for X amount of days than maybe it is quitting and fighting a job you like better. Um, there's risk involved in that. So I, I, I mean, I know how, well, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not like a, a, a business analyst. I don't know how these things work, but I, I understand and I can speculate as to how people stay in these things for so long. Um, because it's, it's easy. It's comfortable in that you have security.
1: Security is nice. Yeah.
0: But man, it just sucks the soul out of me. I am more exhausted coming home from work and getting home than like I ever was. No, that's not true. But it's a different kind of exhaustion. Like working, you know, a, a, a six hour brunch shift, a really busy brunch shift and coming home and, like, just you're done. Oh, take a nap. This is like, what am I doing? Why am I still doing this job? I oh, I loathe every minute of it. Oh, I still have to make dinner tonight. Exactly, I gotta make and dinner. I' has gotta do the dishes. Mm-hmm. Do I make my girlfriend do the dishes? Oh, uh, but I don't want to make her do stuff because she had a long day at the job too. And the litter box really smells. Oh, sweet. Audrey, why do you poop so much?
1: Why do you wait to poop when we get home? And then work? you barf.
0: And yeah, you always poop right when we get home. Weird kid. Sometimes you wipe your butt on the rug. <laughs> she only did that once. Um, but yeah, then we have the, then we have work at home. You know, whereas I remember when I was doing the cook stuff, I'd get done at four o'clock on a like on a brunch day.
1: What's so, a brunch day?
0: So I'd, I'd work from like I do like let's say it was a Wednesday or something. I'd work prep because well, eventually I just stopped serving brunch. So I'd so I'd do a prep shift from like nine to th- to like four. Okay. And my commute was like I said, two and a half minutes. You can take off your headphones. Um, I'll just edit that out. No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it was like nine to four. I'd get home at you know four oh five. Take a twenty minute nap. Be rested, and then I'd have the whole night and some of the afternoon yet left to do what I wanted to do. Go to rehearsals for a show. That's uh,
1: amazing. So what? What kind of? We talked about the eight hour workday. What kind of workday would that be? Typically oh, for so, you,
0: I mean, I I was only working like thirty five hours at my last cook job, and I was doing that for about who oh got four years, um five years? four years, um but I've been a cook for like I was a cook for like ten years, um but like the the brunch like the the prep shifts are great because I was alone. Uh, brunch shifts on like a week, so like weekends had to be there a little early, like like eight o'clock, you know, which is and again, mm-hmm. so I'm waking up at. 7.45, rolling on a bed, tossing on clothes and getting there at 8 o'clock to get things. That
1: two and a half minute commute.
0: It's it's so great. Um, and then I'd leave by like, you know, three thirty four o'clock. o'clock, depending on the, how busy the day was. And then I'd still have the whole night open. Like, you, you can't stay out crazy late on your sat- Fridays and Saturdays, which sucks. But then so many people that I was hanging out with were also in the service industry, so they probably had brunch shifts the next day anyway. Or, you know, whatever. I'd, I'd have like a Monday to a Tuesday off because... Restaurants are different. You have different days off than, than normies have. So you'd have like a Tuesday and a, a Monday off and you just puts those away. You know, it feels bad because yeah, everybody else is at work. There's nothing really to do. So I'm just going to play Borderlands and listen to Super Ego all day long. And it's great. Um,
1: yeah, when we first started dating, we were both in the restaurant mm-hmm. industry yep. and – I remember a lot of our date nights would be Tuesday nights or, yeah. Which for us might Wednesday be like a, a Friday night. Exactly. Yeah. Which was great. Um, because people
0: aren't out and about. Yeah. Um, you Never your, had
1: to wait in line or make a reservation.
0: No crowds. Um, and yeah, but we made substantially less money, you know. And, oh, yeah. And
1: Way less.
0: And so, you know, now, you know, it's. It's an annoying trade-off. Like I miss aspects of one a lot, and I don't miss some things. But even though I became very proud of how frugal I could be and how like I made a lot of nothing, you know, I'd wear clothes. I still wear clothes until they're tatters. Um, I'd always rather cook food at home than go out to. a no, that's <laughs> that's not always true. Um, I like to cook, and so I take advantage of being able to cook and like we don't eat breakfast out very often. No. We don't eat out to dinner very often because we just make food here. It's cheaper and um it, the food's all right. You know, like it's it's yeah. comparable to some stuff you might eat. No, sorry. I'm so like I'm bragging here about it. my cooking.
1: My compliments to the chef.
0: Ooh, <laughs> I get tea. Um stop saying that. Anyway. um so what was the what was the what whoa, what was the original question? Have I rambled? Have I got? Did I did I answer that one?
1: Yeah, yeah. You're doing great. So, had you, you. ever thought this Thank much you. about what a forty hour, nine to five work week was like before you got the job? Was no. it ever within your frame of Are mind you? outside of your seeing your parents?
0: Um, I mean, I suppose it was because I had always had to think about the people who were seeing the shows I was in. Or the people I was serving on the weekends um, during brunch shifts. Like, oh, the normies are here for their brunch. You know, normies who love brunch. Because they drink on the weekends because that's, you know, the most opportune time for normies to drink is on the weekends.
1: At least acceptable.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, right. They drink all the time. (laughs) Um, We all drink all the time uh, because the the human condition is to suffer, right? Mm, Uh, mm. Philosophical. Life is suffering, whatever um so no i mean i was aware of it but I, I i guess i never thought i would uh be this wrapped up in it and i and the thing is i what's frustrating in addition to many of the things i've mentioned already is that i feel uh, uh um inadvertently wrapped up in it like like as if i was <laughs> this maybe a really poor analogy uh, I was drafted into a war I didn't want to fight and so oh. I'm there because I have to be there, but i i'm I'm like working for a, a general that I don't care about, have never met. like why am I fighting his war? you know, why am I doing all these things for this person when they why aren't they fighting their war? like I'm saying why doesn't he make his own coffee? Yeah, why, why not? doesn't he arrange his own boardroom? like why can't he stock his own? Water. I know that's what he pays me for, and that's what privates and lieutenants are there for, is to execute a commanding officer's orders, but it all feels so silly when you're drafted into it. And I know it's not the same, like, I could leave at any time. It's not like the draft. But it sure feels similar, and I'm sorry for any veteran or any current military person who feels very offended by that. I'm not trying to say that my work is any more patriotic or noble than yours. Um... It it just it's uh shitty. And actually even though I don't think there's any there has been a draft in since Vietnam, so it'd have that's to be a veteran. True. Have anybody that's in the military right now chose to be in the military. But they may feel they may feel similar similarly because of the GI Bill, like I have to go I have to go to Afghanistan, Afghanistan again. I have to go scan scan. I gotta go scan. Um so I can get you know, money for college because my family's poor, you know. Anywho, that's not the point. Um, so i was aware of it never thought i'd be this wrapped up in it don't like it i'm ready to get out of it but then i think about quitting once my student loads are paid off i'm like i don't know what i'm gonna go back to cooking you know
1: do you see any benefits of the 40-hour work week
0: i mean some of the things i said, you know security like um i' made a, i've not made a lot of friends at my job um so there's no real social aspect and i don't like going to these happy hour things because it's so it's it's far enough away from home where I know that I'll just be a sleepy fussy guss after i drink too much and i want I like and and then I'll you know this too like I don't want to talk about work after I get out of work yeah. i i hate complaining about it um I mean I guess I'm what i'm doing right now but uh, this is—I feel—is is more of a therapeutic venting in the form of uh, entertainment and education of
1: content. Content,
0: gotta get that tent, as some other podcasters might say. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, so there's no social aspect for it for me, and I'm sure, but I'm sure a lot of people make their best friends at work or or have friendships out of convenience. Like I enjoy some of the people I work with, um, and some of them I would consider to be friends. Um, but I'd be hard pressed to like make a lot of social engagements with them outside of work because there's just aside from work, there's very little that we have in common. And that's not a knock at anybody's character or anybody's you know morals or, or personality. It's just like, well, you like this a lot, I like this a lot, um, and the only thing we can ever talk about is work. And I don't want to, I don't want a friendship predicated on work necessarily. In if it happens, great, but like, it hasn't yet. Um, so there's no social benefit. Um, there's a loss of time, which I'm not crazy about. Um, and yes, the money's better. It's not, you being like, I know I get paid peanuts to the, to the people working above me, like fucking peanuts. Um, cause the, you don't go on all these vacations that I hear about, like all these climbing vacations in various indonesian area like south pacific areas and like you, those aren't cheap um and they you know i know that i get paid poorly comparatively but also i'm not a, a specialist in any field aside from theater arts and film studies which don't pertain to any of the duties that i do at my current job so understandably, makes
1: you a great coffee maker
0: yes um my cynicism makes me a great coffee maker <laughs>
1: Um, oh, that's what I tasted.
0: Is, is that it's? Oh, it's bitter. Ah, ah. ah. I don't know. Um. Yeah. So I guess I guess what's appealing is is the the money. My I, I I'm pretty sure I have bad health insurance, but I have health insurance. Uh, I should probably go to the dentist. I haven't done that yet, but I have done, I mean, I have coverage for all these things. Vision. I got some some Warby Parker glasses. Uh, for free. We are looking for sponsors. I am always looking for sponsorship. Pay me to read your ads. <laughs>
1: Ooh, nice.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I'm taking a sip of my hardy hot, toddy.
1: Brought to you by a man who needs cough drops. Yep.
0: Oh, I love cough drops. Um, so you're asking about benefits, like what, like what, what I like about it?
1: Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it's good? Do you think a 40-hour work week? Is it good?
0: Um, I guess based on the few things that I know about the psychological issue, I, I think we could work less because I know and I've seen people, we don't work all the eight hours that we're there. I know it's pretty universally. Mm-hmm. I'm sure our bosses know because they've read all the books by these Tim Robbins Jagoffs that people don't do shit all the time. Uh, because you can't, you'd go, you go, you'd go insane if you worked if you worked eight hours straight mm-hmm. at a job at something that you had no passion for. Which I can imagine somebody on an assembly line back in nineteen fifty two at you know Chevy, you know they're not they're not like God I love putting this cog into this frame or whatever the hell they were doing
1: cars car
0: yeah um, Paul Newman sorry he was in the movie cars. It was his last movie.
1: Oh, no. I know. Oh,
0: Paul. Yeah. Um. So, whoa, sorry. Uh, is it good? Is it good? Um. So, no, i am saying no. I'd say, like, let's – I do more in the first two hours that I'm there than I do probably the rest of the day. You know, uh, I get in, I spiff everything, make the coffee, stock, clean – Like I get stuff looking nice before I sit on my butt for a while and play Yu-Gi-Oh on my phone, and you know sometimes pretend to check my emails. I'm sorry, Cornell, if you hear this. Sometimes it's what I do. Sorry, he's my he's my supervisor. He's a good guy. He's a great guy. He's got a really cute kid. Um, Nothing but good things to say about Cornell. I mean that, honest to God. but, but like, yeah, and, and I know that he knows that I don't work all the time because he'll catch me in my storage room not doing anything. Slash
1: office. Yeah,
0: my, yeah slash office. Uh, there's a table in there with uh, the computer they gave me, which they didn't have to get me because I, I just check my emails on it and and read uh, Yu-Gi-Oh blogs. Because <laughs> it's, oh man, it's just, it's so easy to just, like it, it, or whatever game you're playing, you know, if it's 2048 or, or Farmville, I don't know, like... <laughs> But I see people at work. They'll be shopping for clothes on their laptops. They'll be, oh, yeah. they'll be uh, looking up travel times for their next flight. For checking a tra- the
1: news, checking the news. There's lots going on to keep track of. And it's so
0: easy to do some of these things because everybody has a laptop at work, and they will all try and find the that little nook that no one's going to look for them in, and just sometimes they're doing their work. Most of the time they're doing their work, or at least I think they are. Hell, if I know, like when people are doing coding and stuff, I'm like. That looks like Python or whatever other coding program you're. I don't fucking know, um, but it looks like they're doing work, so I s- assume they are. Um, but other times, yeah, they're obviously not. The, or or like people will have, um, uh, like. So a lot of people have multiple monitors at their desks, and they'll have like soccer games, or, or if there's a big, or like when the Olympics were going on, they had the, the people were like watching the Olympics while doing their job. Like there's a freedom in that. But also, you're still at work doing this thing, um, and I know a lot of people can work remotely at the, at, at my at my office. Um, so I don't think we ought to have a forty hour work week when people aren't working forty hours at work.
1: You think that we've evolved past?
0: Yeah, we're not manufacturing like we we're not we're not there. I think it's I think it's probably even harder for people to assess productivity because there aren't. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I mean, based on what I know, like, so, like, if, sorry, my nose is all, (laughs) so, like, it was easy. No, no, we don't take a break. So, it was easy when, you know, Henry Ford was cranking out Model Ts. You can say, like, we made 300 cars today. That's an easy number. Like, and and we can say, because all 400 of my employees worked, you know, 12 hours today, we made 300 cars or whatever that's an that's easy math for people and what do you say now like well uh, our data scientists analyzed 1200 lines of code and what it like and how long is a line of code like a code is not i mean i'm not saying it's less complex than a car but we all know or henry ford knew what went into every model t you can't just say like every line of code is the same as every other line of code or every bit of data you analyze is the same as every other bit of data you analyze. Um, so so the, the qual- qualifying the work done, I feel, is probably harder than it was at a time when uh, our, our value was based on something as, as simple as a car being made. Um,
1: sort of, um, is it tangential? Can you reach out and touch it? Can you mm-hmm. see... Or or like you're
0: developing software, you know. Again, probably writing code.
1: I meant to say tangible.
0: You said tangential. That's right. That's different. But I I know what you meant. We said tangential. Can you reach out and touch it? I'm like, wait, is that what that word means? No. But but now, Tangible, tangential. We know. Well, some anyway. (coughs) So um, I not not not, again. I'm 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 not Hugo Munsterberg. I don't haven't written. (laughs) I haven't written a book on uh, psychology and the efficient and efficiency of industry, in like you know industry or anything like that. I that haven't sounds like done a that. Fun
1: read. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I haven't done that. Um, but I imagine that if so, if fewer people were in the office, I would have to work less. The idea is that you want to get we should get we should probably get paid for uh we should probably get paid for forty hour or well, forty hour work week, but only work like thirty hours. Be um, paid the same, and like s- some, they they've tried this stuff in Europe, and it's mostly worked. Sure, pa- people yeah. work less, they're happier, they're on time more often because the there's more urgency. You probably take fewer sick days because again, like only oh, work three days a week, I can I can bust through three days a week, and then I can, and like knowing that there's a light at the end of the tunnel that's so much closer is yes. is incentive to work harder for less time
1: so do you think they go through their cycle everybody hates mondays hump day tgif and then they and then they rest for four days yeah how do you think that would
0: oh it's like it'd be, they work monday tuesday and wednesday uh and then they,
1: oh. it gives those days a whole new meaning
0: and, I, and maybe it's not even those days maybe it's tuesday friday and monday you know, like I don't know what industry they're working in. Like if you could pick which days of the week you work, as long as you work X amount of hours. See that, that to me is, is a gift. Like if your employer could be, could trust you enough and you could respect that trust enough. to Like I work this job, I have to get this stuff done. These are the, these are the things I need to get done. I have three days to do them in over the course of this week and i can pick whatever 3 days i want to do those in wouldn't that be amazing like i and i feel like that that's the kind of you put that kind of faith it's like i feel like it's raising children like you if you show them that they are responsible for their own actions and you trust them and you trust them until they fail they will show what kind of employee they are and worth whether or not they're worth having if they if they can't fucking do it you fire them but if they do well under those circumstances then they're a good employee who values that you have put your faith in them or something. Especially if you're paying them the same kind of salary they'd be getting when they're probably doing the same amount of work just over less time, which sounds great to me. And that's like, I don't know. I don't know the idea is that you think that if you have them there longer, they'll do more work. But we all know that we're shopping for junk or playing games um because we just can't work that much and also we want to spite them for making us be there that long like if i got to leave early more often which i i'm allowed to do sometimes but we're the hardest part of my job is just being there all the time because i have to like assist people with stuff if they can't find pens they gotta ask somebody where the pens are and it's usually somebody in facilities like hey just try to find the markers the permanent markers. They ran somewhere, and they kind have kind of ask, the
1: unexpected, unplanned request that you have to be yeah. On or or hand someone before. has like a
0: last minute, like ooh, uh, legal just closed a thing, and they want us to have a quick happy hour. Can we have? Can we have alcohol for fifteen people in this room in fifteen minutes? Like legal would be upset, and they'd tell their bosses, who would then tell my bosses, like why weren't?
1: Well, how about?
0: I think we put a bolt. We should we take a break quick.
1: Yeah, let's take
0: a break. Take a, take a break, we'll save, make sure that all went out all right. I think it's fine. I think it's fine.
1: Stay tuned. To Always some. Late to the party for your 40, 40 hour work week.
0: little Spanish flea, A record star. He thought he'd be. All right. We're back. We're two... Di- We're just a couple of dinosaurs with some guy with a screw for an eye and a raven. We're back.
1: Oh, like the like the 1994 Making Up the Date animated movie? Yes. Starring?
0: John Goodman. And? That's all I remember. I'm sure they uh was uh, Bonnie Hunt in that, too, or something, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. She's the pterodactyl, maybe? I don't know. Hey, write me on Twitter at BennyJet2788. Who was in We're Back? Because I definitely won't look this up. Um, there's some guy with a screw for an eye. He gets eaten by a bunch of birds or something like that. And then they leave. Them.
1: Whoa. I didn't know this was late to the party. Spoil. Oh, we're back.
0: If you haven't seen it by Everyone. now, I don't think you're going to. So, Brooklyn, we're back with more about the, the subject at hand.
1: We are doing a um, different format to late to the party. because a reverse dollop. No. <laughs> because I am the interviewer. And you're talking about 40-hour work weeks. That's right. And it's been a... One
0: week since you looked at me.
1: Oh, no. Man, I'm just
0: referencing all the your... other. If you guys don't know what podcasts I listen to in my free time.
1: You're about to. Yeah, right? <clears throat> so, is it good? No, it's not good. No? There should be less hours worked. There should be more flexibility.
0: I think there should be. I think, um, and I, I'm not trying to get like all gross. Sorry guys. So, you know, liberal hippie dippy on all this stuff, but, um, I, so, well, <coughs> sorry, backtrack. I don't think some people are ever going to be happy at work. I just think there's some people who just won't be happy because they have to do work because, you know, I, unless they got paid to sit on their ass and watch television, even if they got paid to do that, they still might not be happy. Some people just aren't happy. Like that's, people, some people are programmed to not be happy. Um, so they'll complain about work because work's an easy thing to complain about. Um, but generally speaking, I think that if a lot of us were given the freedom um, to to make to make a career for ourselves or at least a schedule for ourselves that reflected the kind of lifestyle we wanted to lead, um, we'd be we'd be happier. Would it solve all of our problems with labor? No. I mean it, it wouldn't. It would And some jobs just you just can't, you can't have like an air traffic controller probably can't have that kind of flexibility. And not to say that an air traffic controller probably has they might not have a nine to five schedule. I'm not I don't know why I picked an air traffic controller. It just seemed like something that required a little more rigidity than, than a lot of these office jobs that a lot of people have right now. Um, but yeah, there's certainly jobs like, you know, a night watchman. Sure. Pro- probably you can, like, why can't I work in the mornings? Why? Hmm. W- what's the what's the deal with night watchmen? Um, that was my really bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> what's the deal night wa- <laughs> I'm dying. Um,
1: Get that boy a cough drop.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. Um, what was the question?
1: (laughs) So, (laughs) so you go from working at a job where the hours aren't as long, Mm -hmm. where the commute is much shorter and where your off days are... Of my choosing. Yes.
0: Also, I'd say like, I'd be less upset about the commute... You know if and things like would would rush hour be as bad in this hypothetical world if not all of us had to be at work at the same goddamn time
1: yeah we're all built around that nine yeah. to five
0: and i realize i'm sure that's also built because the you know it's industrial revolution farms you know farm societies where like kids go to school at these times for like that's why they had summer off that's why kids Traditionally, have summer off is because of uh, they had to help on the farm, um, that kind of crap that we just these antiquated notions of, of social structure because of wait that's that's it like we don't need them anymore they're antiquated, um, and I think the forty hour work week is, is that, um, and it, it just
1: well especially because technology has made things so much easier for us
0: yeah why do people have like. I'll hear people say like, Oh, I, have to, I, had, I had to come in for a meeting today. Even though I see so many people on these like remotely and meetings that you just Skype in or, or whatever other third party, you know, program lets you just use your camera. That's on your computer to, 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 to be present at the meeting. Like people, or people phone in all the time, all the time. I've been in meetings that I shouldn't have been in where people were just sitting in some office and God knows where chiming in about this or that. Like, they were basically there, but they weren't. And they might've been at home for all I know. And I don't, not that I care, but like <clears throat> there's w- unless people feel like, oh yeah, work, is, we've done studies and work is better when it's with, you know, when you're there in the same room. And there might be some truth to that, but that doesn't mean it has to be that way all the time. Um, and again, there's no easy solution to this problem. And it all depends on what kind of work you're doing too. You know, there's some art there's some musicians who have who worked remotely and made some really good music like they I wrote this crazy drum beat and I live in Portland Oregon and he's then,
1: doing a drumming motion I think There's drums sure it's side kind of side like, bongos sure it's like you're um I'm not quite sure scratching both sides of the cat yep. at the same
0: time um and then they'll send it to this to this guy who sings on top of it but he lives in uh Austin Texas. <laughs> um, that's the second. Is that it, the
1: drum? Or the no, that's guy the guy Austin. singing
0: over the drum. Sorry, you, you can't hear the drums because I don't have. A drum. <clears throat> but it's great music. Um, isn't that how Postal Service did their stuff? And their music's all right. Sure. So, uh, some guy made all the beats and the, and the the music, and then sent it to Ben Gibbard, and he then he sang his his whiny lyrics on top of it, and it made such great heights. Which is a song that people enjoy.
1: Yes, it's a very nice song. It
0: is, um, and that's all done remotely. They weren't. They weren't in. Not. They weren't. Not even in the same room. That's a sentence. Um,
1: so, Unlike the office drones, yeah, of the forty-hour workweek,
0: who are in the same room and may get a lot less done.
1: <laughs> Maybe um,
0: I don't know, but. It, you you just got to think people aren't happy when they drink as much as they do. I don't know. Would we drink as much as we were happy? I don't know. Probably. We is drink it to celebrate. Yeah. We drink to celebrate. We drink because we're depressed. We just drink because we don't like to think. The, the the weight of human consciousness is heavy, and alcohol makes it lighter. Who said that? I just did. I'm sure. I'm I'm not quoting anybody that I can think of, but that doesn't mean I'm not quoting somebody. Just because I can't remember the name doesn't mean I'm not quoting somebody.
1: Would you recommend the 40-hour work week to <laughs> your friends or family?
0: Uh, I, it d- depends entirely upon the friend. Uh, most of my friends know because I know they don't work well in the 40-hour work week because a lot of them are very... F- Flaky is not the right word. They um, give in to... Uh, uh, um, their own whimsy and their own desires often because they're artists. Um, Some of them do do all right or make the best out of a bad situation. Like, well, I got the money and I work with people I like, so it's fine. You know, Um, as we slowly maybe either solidify our own uh, departure from an artistic life into a normie one, or we try our best to Walk that fine line between having a a a nine to five and still maintaining an artistic life outside of it, Um, because it's difficult to make money as a as somebody in storefront theater in Chicago. And some people they still don't, but they like a lot of people I know are like, you know, older than I am, work nine to five jobs, but then they'll write plays, direct plays, act in plays consistently throughout the year, and and are married somehow. I don't know how they do it. Like that's a like they must not play Yu Gi Oh as much as I do.
1: <laughs> Lean in. <laughs> uh, so probably not those friends. No, I,
0: I mean there are people, but but it's something. It's it's uh, sometimes a necessary evil. Like you know, if you have kids or you have, you need like you need that insurance. Like I. It's an easy. It, I know it's an easy solution. It's it's the the most practical solution to a lot of problems for a lot of people, which is why it still exists. Um, so I'm not. I, I would certainly never criticize somebody for working a nine to five because I mean that would be hypocritical of me, also. Um, just because I don't like it doesn't mean other people dislike it as well. Um, I just it's. I mean, and. We haven't really gotten into Marx at all, which I kind of wanted to get into some Marxist capitalistic bullshit. And <clears throat> sorry, it's not bullshit. I think it's very interesting to. It, it, I I find it hard to think about this without thinking about the exploitation of the workforce, um, which is a you know a Marxian Marxist uh, 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 like idea that that what we do as laborers. We don't make things for ourselves. We make things for our superior, the, the capitalists, who then profit off of our labor. And it it's really hard to think about the forty-hour work week without thinking about how we, as a general public, as the normies are, are exploited for our labor. And that's an also reason why I feel like if there was more flexibility, it'd feel like it feel less like exploitation and more like collaboration or some something akin to that. You know, I'm not and. I'm not saying we have to overthrow capitalism here. I just think given that the rich people are as rich as they, richer than they've ever been in the history of the world. Absolutely. And more of, and fewer of them have more of the money than has ever happened in the history of the world.
1: Looking at you, Jeff Bezos. Yeah.
0: It wouldn't hurt. And I'm, I'm, I can't speak for the employee, you know, the labor practices at Amazon, but it wouldn't hurt to have a little flexibility with your employees. Um like get, get throw them a bone and make them f- you know cuz we all know that you've probably all read these books on management and how to like and not 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 these like Jeff Bezos and those guys don't have to, but the people that they hired to deal to you know, to to middle ru- managers yeah, to run these things. I've read those books and like how to psychologically manipulate the workforce into thinking that they have the things that they need, so they they bitch as little as possible. I'm sure they've read those books. I don't know what those books are called, but I'm, they I hate that they exist um, because why don't you just treat them like humans and give them the things that they need? I are know you that, thinking
1: of like how to win friends and influence people? Yeah,
0: things kind of like that. That that. You know, how to manipulate people to do what you want is what those things are.
1: Subtext. Yeah,
0: right. Mm. Um, and that, that's frustrating to me when, I don't know, I, I don't think people like the idea of being manipulated. You know, it's it's not right. But what is right? They're, they're capitalists. They want money. It's not about being right. It's about making money.
1: So, you were late to the party of the 40-hour work week. Yes and it wasn't exactly your choice to partake in this you didn't have you had some awareness of what it was like or how it might affect your life have you learned anything about yourself now that you're on the other side you saw yourself before the 40-hour work Mm. week now you're now you're in the throes of the 40-hour work week sure
0: that's a good question um I guess I, I, even as a cook, and so this is something that, I was talking about people who are, pessim, I don't know, cynical, pessimistic, pessimistic. I I am one of those people who just complains about work. Like, because uh, none of the jobs I've ever had are the jobs that I want to do, which is either, at, like, I want to make art for a living, which is a, a, a unrealistic goal for, for most of us, Um that's what I want to do. And even and then I think like, well, I complain about cooking. I love to cook, but I don't like cooking for other for people I don't know who make really stupid requests on how we should make. The, like, if you don't like the menu, don't eat here. That kind of crap. Like, you know, getting really indignant about the people who give us money hey, at here. restaurants. Hello, cat. Um, and I complain about at work. About, I, I complain about doing. <laughs> that was loud. I complain at work about doing my job. Like people leave messes on counters. I'm paid to, to clean these things up, you know, keep a tidy workspace, and I complain about like, why can't you throw away your straw wrapper? Would oh pe- God! I mean, I complain about because it, it seems like it's just just fucking do it. The the trash can is right by, like, take it and like just turn around. It's right there. Like we we couldn't make it, could have made it much easier for you. But I I throw away people's straw wrappers a lot. It's a thing that I do. I get paid to do that.
1: I thought we weren't allowed to use straws anymore.
0: They're biodegradable. Ooh. So they're expensive. But peop- it also drives me nuts how many people use lids and straws. What the hell? Be an adult. Those are for fucking children.
1: Oh, like, don't. Maybe it's a rule, like, with computer equipment. Like Then
0: bring your own goddamn drinking receptacle in with an appropriate sealable lid. Like, it just drives me nuts. Just be a fucking adult. <laughs> Sorry, I'm... so. I don't like my, because of this stuff. Like, I, I feel like I'm curating uh, 20, 22 to 65 year old children, most. And not all of them are shit, but enough of them are that it just feels like, well, God, guys, you know, like, there's a reason that we're all going to die in 10 years because of climate issues. It's because we're all just really selfish people. I am a selfish person also. I'm sure that I could do so many great things to improve the well being of this planet that we live on. Um, but man, it it when you just see the the amount of cups, the thousands and thousands of cups that I've had to stock because people just don't bring in their own, uh, it really makes you think about about the waste that happens. Like I throw away so much food too. Every Friday I empty that fridge out, and it's full of food that people just didn't bother to eat, and we can't leave it in the week or the fridge over the weekend because it's gonna get moldy and smell like crap on Monday, and then people complain like, why does it smell bad in here? Like well, your coworker is a piece of shit who doesn't clean, you know, doesn't eat their food. Um, so that kind of stuff, like you just see a lot of a lot of selfishness, a lot of carelessness, um, and I think that that's that's just humanity. Period. Like this has nothing to do. With, my office is not is is just a microcosm of uh, of the rest of society where pe- some people are great and some people are pieces of shit, and that's that's just life, right? Um. So you ask me, is it different than like my other job?
1: Well, what have you learned about yourself? What have yourself? I learned about?
0: That's it. That's it. That's it, that's the question. That's a good question. I'm I'm equally pessimistic about most jobs that I work where I don't have passion in what I'm doing. I'd love to be able to come back at some point and do this podcast again after I've been working a job that I do like and say like, oh God. All I needed was to work on something I cared about, and my whole world changed. Like everything and the changed. The forty
1: hours didn't mean anything and it,
0: anymore. I, yeah, I was working eighty hours a week. It didn't feel like work. You know, like that's what's that stupid? Like it's not work if you love doing it or whatever. You know that platitude. And I'm sure there's truth in that. You know, like I'm sure for people who are raising kids, they love it's like, man, I don't feel like work because I love my kids. You know, and that's great. That's great. Um, but I don't feel that way about facilities management and I love cooking but I don't feel that way about working in restaurants like there's been some great restaurant environments I've worked in but I don't I don't like cooking for pieces of crap I've, I've worked at some great restaurants and I've liked some of those experiences but some of those are tied heavily into the drinking culture and into mm-hmm. music culture because I've worked at places that are also music venues Um, so you get some really cool perks Um. But, you know that's circumstantial. Um, generally speaking, I just I want I want to follow my passions and my passions, not facilities management. Um, and and for the people who are programmers who went to school for programming and I hope they really enjoy it, maybe every day they come into work is a dream. And I hope to God it is I really because if it's not, then that means you chose a life a career solely for money and comfort. And I'm not gonna criticize that, but there's like no risk in that. Um, and why would you pick a life without some risk, without some uncertainty? And also, if you were to talking to some of my friends, getting into the the tech uh, sphere is that that bubble is gonna burst real soon and when all the programming jobs and data analyst jobs are going to be done by computers cuz mm. like they're working on all, the, all this AI stuff that's supposed to do all this stuff for you without the help of the human factor uh it's going to make humans obsolete in this field and then everybody's going to be making coffee for the CEOs and that's it cuz there'll be no middle there'll be no there'll be nobody between the the person who owns the company and The people who facilitate the coffee for the people who run the company. Sure. (laughs) Because I wouldn't need to set up any meetings if there's only one person. (laughs) If it's just a boss and the guy who makes coffee.
1: So what kind of coffee are we going to have today? Pete's. Ooh.
0: (laughs) And not the Pete's guy, just some guy I know named Pete.
1: I love it. You're hired.
0: Ching. All right. I feel that's a pretty good note to end. <laughs> um, Ching. Yes. Um, yeah. Ching. Read Das Kapital if you want to know more about Marxist uh, capitalist theory. I think it's interesting. Uh, we're all exploited. Um, value comes from what time and uh, um, the things we create that aren't necessary for survival. You know, like iPhones, you don't need those to live.
1: You kind of do. They give you directions. Now
0: we do. no, but we don't need them to live. We need them to do the things that we feel like we ought to do in our current social environment. But do we need them right. to poop and pee and eat and breathe? Those the the, the four <laughs> essential things that humans do: poop, pee, pee eat, and breathe we don't need an iphone for that iPhones are are superfluous to human uh, uh, survival and, but and that's why there's so much value in them is because we don't need them <laughs> i don't know i'm i'm probably butchering the theory it's there's that, so
1: much value in them because we don't need them because we have
0: the luxury of making them because they are they are outside of the realm of necessity like when a, when, a, when, a, when a society has made, has has already successfully produced all of the things that it needs to live and has the enough labor and enough time to create stuff it doesn't need, a la art, um, art, iPhones, more art. Uh, I don't know. Uh,
1: but art gives society a way to express itself and express how it's feeling.
0: But it doesn't need it to survive. And I'm not making an argument about, like, I need art to live. <laughs> you know, art's important, but we don't need it as, like, uh, cave cavemen had very rudimentary art. It wasn't as, like, we're not talking about Avengers here.
1: But art as a form of self-actualization. Sure.
0: It's a thing that humans just do naturally in their free time. Because it's a way of like to, to affirm their own existence. I get that. But it's not... Like would you make art if you didn't if you were huntering and gathering all day, maybe you wouldn't have time for art.
1: I think you would because you'd be like, oh MG, life is really hard and I need to express how I am feeling and so I'm going to draw myself running with a you know, javelin Uh spear.
0: A javelin spear.
1: And me going after this, like, boar. And there's that bastard of a boar that keeps getting away. And I'm hungry. And
0: <laughs> why am I not chasing the boar when I'm making this art? should I be chasing that boar?
1: But I'm tired and <laughs> let me just draw this map out so I can figure out how I want this to go.
0: <laughs> no, it's not art, it's just a it's a plan of attack. Are we are we mistaking all cave paintings for plans of attack? That sounds about right. It does. Uggug, not art. Plan, uggug. Were we supposed to stop five minutes ago?
1: <laughs> I think that's when everybody jumped ship.
0: Yeah, well, good for them. You're wise people. Anywho, I had fun. This was fun. Thank you, Brooklyn, for helping me with the reverse. Uh, late to the party. Ben does what he wants. Podcast.
1: You are welcome.
0: Uh, if you feel, if you. Uh, heard this and don't know about my website, go to www.benschlofelt That's S C H L O T F E L T. Looks like Schlotfeld. Ben Schlottfelt. That's how we pronounce it, squarespace.com For more information about me, or if you'd like to personally contact me, feel free to do so uh, for whatever reason. If you want to yell at me about, I don't know, maybe I didn't use a word correctly, you can do that.
1: Tangible. (laughs)
0: Tangentable. Sounds delicious. Um, Or uh, I guess I have Instagram, BettyJet 2788 on Instagram and on Twitter. I don't do much on those, but feel free to follow me. It makes me feel like I'm a cooler human being if people just start following me. It's
1: a numbers game.
0: Yeah, I mean, right? Like the TV show. Numbers. Game. Is that a thing? Okay. Uh... Do you have anything you want to promote, Brooklyn? You're at Instagram. Do you want people to follow you?
1: No. Love you. Bye.
0: Bye. There was a little Spanish beat. A record star. Eat, don't eat we heard of singers like Beatles, the chipmunks seen on TV. Why not a little Spanish beat?